Hi, this is Ginger Lynn, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILFs Making Money. On today's show, don't waste your precious energy. And today's guest is adult entertainment industry publicist of more than 15 years, Alexander Raymond of Star Factory PR. And we are talking about the need of a publicist. So my time has been dealt dealing with a sick toddler. Oh, a mum's worst nightmare. Yes, I mean, it's that time of year. Colds are going round. COVID's going round. You're like, oh no. So of course, preschooler goes and mixes, even though, you know, we, we keep him as secure as we can. He still picks up bugs. He got a cold and that was it. Almost two weeks of having a very lively, very loud, very boisterous preschooler jumping everywhere. Have you ever tried to like work on stuff when you've got a kid? They're sick, but they're not that sick that they can't jump off the sofa thinking that they're like Spider-Man. And I'll tell you what, they can make plenty of noise. Don't you worry about that. Even when they've got a cough and a sore throat, oh, that noise, that volume comes out. So it's been a case of trying to work on short, sporadic things, things that you can get a little break and you can kind of tap, tap, tap on the computer. You know, I can answer messages. I can get a little break. I can answer messages, work on really simple emails, interact on the premium social media, but making content, doing anything, you know, that I normally do, when I've got a very quiet house, that has been tricky. It is tricky for a mom trying to find the balance and trying to be like, trying to get him out the house just for short blasts of time when I really needed it, as opposed to knowing I've got chunks of block of time having him out out of the house. But yeah, so it's been very challenging, very fun. And let's just say he's had a lot of screen time. (laughs) I think plenty more than pediatricians would recommend. But you know what? He was sick, the poor little lad. But good news is that he's definitely on his way to healing. And of course, him being sick, I was also feeling a little bit under the weather. I had that croaky voice that, it's like I was talking to him like this. Hmm, that's gonna not gonna make very good for a for a, a podcast. <laughs> no, it wasn't alien and it wasn't Yoda, it was me, Tanya Tate. 
but trying to work on stuff it really is very difficult when you do have something around you noise and you know you find yourself uh, like scrolling and sitting and scrolling and looking at things on your phone because you can't really focus properly and you're trying to kind of get a catch on everything oh god it's been challenging couple of weeks but you know what we're moving forward and I found a new post dating tool so it's a tool that I can use to post date tweets I've decided to use this one I've spent quite a bit of time setting it up seems to be a lot of automation once you insert pictures and videos you can set it up so there's a lot of automation going on and does a lot of retweets and you can set it to have certain parameters and you can set it to include links so it can post comments on your post with links to like the places that you want people to go to i.e my sex panther and my only fans and it's been quite nice because i've been setting up a few different tweets so i'm still on the free trial version I have found time to set it up, but I'm going to come back to you later on after I've been using it for a while to let you know some feedback on the benefits that I've gained from this new post dating tweet tool. I'm hoping that I'll get to see more eyes on my tweets and I'll get more clicks onto the places where I want you to go and interact with me more on a one-to-one level. And that's what it is. It's like deciding. You've got all this energy where are you gonna put that precious energy there's only so many hours in my day and i've only got so much energy before i need to like take a break before i need to eat before i need to go to sleep what am i gonna do there's so many energy vampires everywhere people just want to take that energy they want to suck it all out of you they want to stop you from maximizing your day and getting the most out of the time you have to work you've got to ignore them You've got to try and switch off from them. You've got to move away from them. You don't have to listen to them. You know, I have a constant noise when my child's at home. There's a constant noise. And that's energy vampire in a different kind of way. Like if I'm trying to focus on something, I can hear background noise, background noise. Just trying to focus from that. That can be quite difficult. But you know, it's doable. But then there's actual people that will be trying to take that energy away from you you wake up I've got a sign it's a good day today and then you've got an energy vampire they're trying to suck that energy out of you don't do it don't listen to them there you are you're going to get on your phone if you're like me first thing you're going to do open your eyes open the phone see what's going on you know it's your greatest tool but it's also can be one of your weakest spots as well I found myself when I wasn't able to open the computer up and sit for like longer periods of time on the computer, I was doing everything on my phone, but I would get so sidetracked. Like I'm trying to focus on something that's productive, using that energy to to focus on something that I need to get done, move forward with. But I'm finding it, I'm, I'm sitting on it and it's taken me on a complete tangent. That's not what I want to be doing. I don't want to be sitting there scrolling and looking down and ooh, stop scrolling. You don't want to keep scrolling. You need to be creating yourself. 
You know, I caught myself scrolling. I caught myself looking down on everything. And that's when I picked up the post-dating tool. And I was like, you know, I'm going to sit here and spend time scrolling. Why don't I sit here and spend time post-dating some pictures, post-dating some videos? And if I am going to scroll, I'm going to use ideas and inspiration from things that I see, things that I hear. I'll see little quotes and little words will pop up and I write them down in my notes and I think, oh, that, that'd be great on a picture. Something that I can reuse for my own self, something that I think is going to be great for me, that's going to work for me. You can get creative, but just don't keep sitting there scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I know that seeing what's being posted about yourself and what other creators are doing can be beneficial. You know, you can look, I go through the tweets and I look at the notifications and see if anyone's saying something good and if there's anyone verified that's made comments about me or like stuff because, you know, I'm verified so they give you that extra box. And sometimes, you know, I'll look at some of the other creators and see what they're up to and, you know, have they got any good ideas and where are they on and what they're up to? But there's only so much that you can do. You know, spend a set amount of time if you do want to research other creators. It's going to be beneficial, but you can't let that suck up your day. And when you see what fans are saying about you, what people are commenting about you, this is what I do. I look and I focus on the positive comments and I, I will scroll and if there's something that I need I think oh I, sh- I should reply back to that or that's really quite important but sometimes you know I see those energy vampires that are trying to get to me that are trying to take me somewhere else you know I don't want it to suck up my day if you find something negative about you you just gotta move past it for me if I see something negative about me a lot of the times I will literally click mute and if it's really bad I'll click block because then that way I don't have to see that person ever ever again I don't need to sit there and thinking about it what shall I do you know sometimes the comments and there's something you don't want to see you can just mute them that is how I deal with it I just move past it you know you can't let it stop you from moving forward You can't let the negative energy stop your momentum. Just gotta keep going. And don't get me wrong, you know, I love a bit of gossip myself. But getting caught up in the goss is really taken away from what you need to be doing, which is making money. You know, sometimes people send me a a tweet or a link or a link to a, a blog where, you know, controversial things of it and I think oh we'll have a little look at that oh look at that oh what he's got a, a fake vaccine card and he's going into places with oh and he's bragging about oh oh look at that oh oh look at him it's, you get caught up oh look at it oh oh look what they've been saying you start getting swallowed up in it and it's like oh it's like oh look at them it's not me it's them but that's not going to make me any more money knowing what other people are doing and watching other people have arguments on Twitter. Okay, I've looked, I've seen it. Okay, I'm moving on. That's it. And you know, if you do make a mistake, something you've done, you're like, damn, I wish I didn't do that. 
it was a mistake. Okay, you've made the mistake, but the thing about mistakes is that what you have to do, the key is to learn from them and keep moving forward. You know, you've done a mistake, someone's commented about it, they've they've called you out on it. Just, you know, accept it. Hey, that's happened, I've learned from it. I'm gonna keep moving forward. Because I'm telling you now, there is too much negativity in this world and some people absolutely love to wallow in it. But if you want to be successful, don't let that negativity suck up your time. Take that time to focus on your mental health. Catch your breath. Plot out your next moves and keep moving forward. Coming up next on MILFs Making Money, myself and adult entertainment industry publicist of more than 15 years, Alexander Raymond of Star Factory PR. And we are talking about the need of a publicist. are listening to Tanya Tay Presents MILF's Making Money podcast and we are talking about the need for a publicist. I have with me co-creator and founder of Star Factory PR, one of the premier publicity companies in adult entertainment. Welcome Alexander Raymond to MILF's Making Money podcast. (laughs) Well it's great to be here. (laughs) I had to come about 15 feet but okay I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say it was a bit far to come from the the office area to over here. Yes, yeah. it was it was a long walk. I don't I don't walk past a cat and a dog, but I'm here, and we're going to talk about publicity needs. So, Alex, why don't you tell me all about yourself? Well, actually, I know all about you, but everyone that's listening doesn't know anything about you. Right. Well, I'll start at the beginning. Before I even came around the industry, I started off as a blogger, and then um, I started learning the the ins and outs of publicity and how things worked. And at the time, there wasn't many publicists that catered to adult entertainment. Um, there were a few, but most of them worked for the company, the companies that were out there. And independent performers were left kind of to their own accord. So I met up with Mike Moz and we put we got together and started a company that would cater to the independent performers. So girls who didn't have the backing of a company who weren't contract stars would be able to have access to magazine covers, uh, appearances, that type of thing. They had someone in their corner offering them advice, consultation, information, uh, like what events are going on, where they needed to be, red carpets, etc. And it turned out to be a very beneficial thing for talent. I went on from there. We, we found great success working with some of the, the top performers in the industry. And then in about 2011, I left for Digital Playground. Mike already had went over to Digital Playground and he brought me across. So we started, both started working over there. And that's when I took a sabbatical from the company, handed it over to you for about a year. And I came back after I did, I wasn't comfortable working in that environment, as a Digital Playground environment. It just wasn't my scene. We started, we, me and you started working on Star Factory and continued on, on the work that we started from before. So that's it in a nutshell. It's, you know, 
I was running Star Factory PR when you went to work for Digital Playground. Right. But I had a, an assistant. Right. Many assistants, right? <laughs> Quite a few assistants. You yeah. went through them like crazy. <laughs> I was not a bad employer. I, you know. Well, because it is a tough game. And when you hire someone, they always say, yeah, I could do the work. But the workflow is very unique where... You're you're working on different things. For you could working, you could be working on a press release, then go into a blog post, to go into a pitch. I mean, there are different things, different elements, and some people you have to write in a specific manner. It's you could be a very great writer, but not necessarily write in the way that needs to be written as a publicist would need to write. That was one of the things I, I've always fancied myself as a good writer. But that's one of the things I learned is. The way you write, you have to be promotional. You have to talk in a certain way. You have to put over the things that you are are selling to the media outlets. You have to pitch them in, in a creative way that piques their interest and will be newsworthy for their readers or their listeners, etc. So, I mean, it's it's a different animal than just writing. So, a lot of people might think they can do this, but it's it's not exactly. It's it's really a talent. I mean, I'm not even trying to. Uh, pat myself on the back but it is a learned experience it is it's i've had assistants that have come and there was one and they did like a day and they were like no it's not for me and it's that thing you know when they people think that they can do it and i'm not the writer you know in within star factory pr you are the person alex that is the creative person you're the one that writes the press releases you're the one that does the pictures that creates the bios the profiles i do a lot more of like the day-to-day running like the emails the setting up the interviews the the billing side of things right so moving on what exactly is a publicist what does a publicist actually do i mean in more of a traditional terms in like other parts of media like uh mainstream or any other type of media a publicist would do would take actions that can positively promote who they're working for, their clients. And that could be arranging interviews, issuing press releases, that type of thing. Within adult entertainment, the industry is evolving very rapidly where some of those elements are changing. Because as you know, for us now in 2022, there's not that many media outlets. They're shrinking significantly in the shrinking they're shrinking really really fast where there's just becoming less and less of them so as an adult entertainment publicist we do things like we do create press releases we do we have a we have 15 years experience of making connections we have photographers we work with to make sure that our clients who appear at red carpets we get their their images we just had the expos awards the other night I didn't even go. I used to always work the red carpets. That's another thing. I always worked the red carpets. But I have uh, photographers who are there who shoot our clients and make sure that I get copies of the pictures so that when we have a press release that needs to go out for like Alexis Fox, who won Milk Performer of the Year, I have pictures of her from the event uh, on the red carpet and it's and it just works together. Now that comes from having experience. Like, you know, like I said, what does a publicist do? A publicist stays connected for you. So you as a talent may not necessarily have to even think about these things. Like a Britney Amber doesn't have, really have to worry about all these other elements because that's my job is to make sure that things happen, that a press release goes out in a timely manner, that I have all her images ready to go, that um, all her events and appearances are promoted across 
uh, social medias, outlets, news organizations have that information. If there's going to be media on site, we make sure that you know our clients, are, are the, those outlets know that our clients are going to be there and arrange interviews. There's a lot that goes into it. And pretty much uh, that's those type of things is to make sure that the talent is promoted in a positive manner. And we use our abilities to make sure that that happens. Basic nuts and bolts is for talent, what they need is someone to, cons- uh, to consult them on their actions, connect them with media outlets, and um, arrange for media opportunities. Those are, the, I think, are the three tent poles of basic publicity. I mean, even just something as simple as today is like, for me, collecting information. You know, sometimes people, the clients want to know, you know, there's an award show coming up, it's virtual, how do I get access? What times it starting? Is there a virtual red carpet? There's a lot of questions that they want to fire off. So sometimes it's easier for me to kind of gather all the questions together or think of the pertinent points that they're going to need to know. And I've got the direct contacts, like contact to the award shows, find out from the person, and then I can feed it back to all the clients. So it's right, like right. We have those people on speed dial, so to speak. So like for the Expos Awards, you just call up the people at Expos who are in the know and say, hey, I got these people coming. Where do they need to be? When do they need to be there? And what kind of access will be they have? So, I mean, that's kind of the, uh, another a- uh, aspect of having a publicist is they do those things for you so you don't have to. Yeah. Or um, you might not even know how to. I mean, some girls could probably just show up to events, end up at, stuck at the back of the red carpet for an hour and a half, which is, is factual. People have been backed up for hours because, I've, like I said, I've ran red carpets. I've ran red carpets for XBiz, XRCO, AVN. Well, I didn't run it for AVN. I worked it on AVN. But, I mean, I've ran carpets and I've seen, you know, they, they do get backlogged. And it's it's unless you know where you're going or what you're doing, you might end up hanging out. So it's always good to have someone there who knows what they're doing. I mean, we've even had times when you've been working the red carpet, you've been looking after our clients, and then you've looked later on, there's been people outside that couldn't get in. Like, they're literally, the name was on the was not on the list, and they couldn't get in, and they had to leave the award show. That's true. That was somebody, I think, that later did become a client of ours. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's good to have somebody who's in your corner. So what should people look for when they're hiring a publicist? It really depends on you, the talent, or the content creator what you're looking for. Because you may not need a publicist. That's the first thing you need to realize is that you may not work well with a publicist, you may not need a publicist, or you very much may need one. It really depends on you. Some girls are very aggressive, they're go-getters, they can get up and get their stuff done. They might not need to write, you know, a four-paragraph, a well-written four-paragraph thing and send it to Avian or Exes or whatever. They just might want to post on this. It just, it really depends on what they're going, they got going on. What to look for in a publicist is someone who's professional, someone who's going to advance your career, someone who's going to do the things that you need them to do, someone who's going to work with you, work in a positive manner, someone who has connections and who's going to get things done. A lot of people may call themselves publicists, but like I said, for the most part of the last 15 years, if you went to a red carpet, you were going to see me on there. If you go to, you know, the XRCO Awards, I'm the one who's, who arranges the presenters, me. So it's beneficial to have me as a publicist because I'm the one who's going to make sure that if you say, I want to go to the XRCO Awards, I want to present, I'll do my damnedest to make it happen. I'll make sure that if uh, they're looking for a host, I'll put you forward for it. 
Those are the type of things you need to have in a publicist. If Exotica is looking for talent to sign at their main booth, and I've worked for Exotica for 12 years, and I still have those guys who you know, text me and call me or whatever, I can put you forward and say, this person is a solid girl or a solid performer. They need to sign there. They're good. They're coming up. They, you, know, you need to have someone in your corner who's doing those things, who has the connections. That's what you need to look for in a publicist. That's what I think potential clients need to look for to get them in, uh, get them further. Now, having said that, anyone can write a press release. Anyone can write, put together four paragraphs and just throw it out there. That's great. Anyone could, you know, do some tweets for you. I don't know if they can submit you for nominations, but I mean, anyone could do a lot of things for you and say that they do it. But go by the actions of the people. Just look at, like I said, if you're looking for a publicist, look at A, their clients, B, their longevity, and see the work we have all our work out there i mean people come to me a lot of people will come to star factory pr they'll be like oh i saw angela white is your client i say well have you looked at any other publicists and they don't always look they they just say no i i saw your website i've looked at your work i see the other clients that you've got i want to talk to you that's an important thing because some people see a publicist as an accessory or a status symbol to say, oh, I have a publicist. Well, that's great. If you want to throw your money away and just say, well, I have a publicist, that's that's fine. Or do you want to put your money to work and have a publicist who's actually going to get things done for you? That's another thing. So there's two different two, two different things. And you have to realize what's more important to you. At the end of the day, everything has to be about you and your career. You have to be advancing your career every day, every step of the way. And a publicist needs to be advancing you and not just throwing out some tweets, like actually like moving you forward. Again, we have the XRC Awards coming up again this year. There are some clients who fit perfectly who I will pitch to be hosting that award show. I'm not saying 100% of they'll get in or whatever, but I'm just saying that I've earned the respect and I've earned my place among those who I would call my peers to like respect my opinion and know that I'm doing it for the benefit of them. And it also works for the benefit of my client. And talent I've got to realize as well, you know, just because you're going to say, hey, I'm going to hire a publicist, a lot of the times they don't realize that they actually have to do the work as well. Well, that's that's a big thing. That's a big thing that gets overlooked. It's not a just add water situation. You just don't add a publicist to your Twitter account, you know, to your Twitter bio, and all of a sudden you're a rock star. You have to work. It's work. Brittany Amber busts her ass. Angela White busts her ass. They're strategic. They know what they're doing, and they hustle. It's a hustle every goddamn day. You don't sleep in until like, you know, three in the afternoon and decide you're going to not do that interview that has been arranged for you. You got to hustle. Um, so like Alexis Fox gets up at the break of dawn and she hustles. She works. She's got a podcast. She's got coffee. She's got this thing. She's got a calendar out. She's working every day of the week to like further her brand. So, I mean, yeah, it's not a just Edward situation. If you're, if you're not doing something, then you're doing something wrong. You need to be moving forward. So having a publicist means you're going to work. Like we're going to give you interviews you need to do them. There's a reason why we're giving you those interviews. You may look at those interviews and say, well, they don't really have that much traffic. Trust me. I've been doing this for 15 years. They may not have a lot of traffic, but they may be an avian voter. They may be an XRCO voter. Do the interview. Get on their radar. So when it comes time for them to vote, they're going to remember your name and remember that conversation they had with you. So there's a lot of elements that are in play. And you have to have someone who knows what they're doing. And that's kind of the key. 
I know what the fuck I'm doing. So again, it's like some of there are a lot of misconceptions about hiring a publicist. You know, expectations versus reality. Right. You know, it's not just a breeze in the park, and it, you do you do have to do the work. And that's kind of like what we tell some of the people who want to sign because we get people wanting to sign up all the time who may have that notion of, well, just I, I you know I could see them doing work with so and so. It's not an overnight success thing. It builds up. Like, Brittany Amber's been with us for a couple of years, and it was only been this last year that I was able to get her as a host of the XRCO Awards. It wasn't for a lack of trying, but finally it just clicked. Some of these things take time, and you can't you can't just, like, hire somebody and expect overnight success. Some, sometimes it takes a little bit of buildup. But everything we do, we're moving people forward. And it ta- uh, like we that when we tell a potential client... Plan for at least three months to see some kind of move, the needle move somewhat. You'll see that. If you don't, okay, we're going our separate ways. Maybe we just weren't meant to work together. But we'll move the needle for you. We'll start getting things done. You know, we'll start things that you don't realize that are happening are happening. We are a small company and we keep it that way. We had this discussion because um, we have potential new clients. We just don't take everybody. Because we have before taken new clients that just didn't work out. They don't, they're not taking their career seriously. Fair enough. You go do your own thing. We need to work with people who have their head in the game. It, it's, it's kind of weird because most of our clients are in that MILF range. And I think that's because when they get to that area, they know it's do or die. They have to make their impact now. It's like the, the clock is ticking. If you're not up for a MILF performer of the year, then what are you doing? You know, some of these newer girls don't realize the importance of what we're doing. And it takes some time of being around the industry to realize that I need someone who's going to help me hustle or help me accentuate my hustle. But yeah, we don't just take anybody. I mean, that's just not to knock anybody. It's just like we want to work with people who are who got their head in the game and who want to work because like we don't want to burn our contacts. It's happened in the past where we've had clients who've um, blown off interviews. Now, to them, it may not be the biggest deal to blow off an interview like, oh, well, I just didn't do that interview. Well, it means something to us because you just burned one of our media contacts that I've worked, you know, 10 years to to put together. So we want to work with professional people. And that's kind of like the way we roll. I mean, there's people, you know, they come to us. The first thing that you're going to look is on their Twitter. You know, I like to work with people that are professional, that I think are going to be able to do the interviews, that are going to put the effort in, and drama-free. Yeah, that's you a know, big thing, is drama-free. Let's be honest, If I'm, this is my podcast, MILF's Making Money. I'm all about MILF's creators, people making money. But if I see someone, and they're sitting there all day long, on their timeline on Twitter, slagging people off, throwing a load of negativity, putting drama in, getting the big spoon out... That is someone I really don't want to work with. Well, I think you touched on that a little bit earlier in the podcast when you're talking about the negativity. If you're wasting your time being negative, then you're not advancing your career. If you're out there being an asshole, then you're not doing something positive for yourself. So if you're out there causing drama and being a jerk and just stirring that type of, becoming that part of the environment, then you're not focusing on the advancement of your career. You could be doing a podcast. You could be doing a YouTube channel. You could be, you know, creating merchandise. You could be doing all these different elements that are helping your branding move forward instead of sitting there on Twitter and just saying, you know, slagging other girls off or, you know, whatever you're doing. You can't give into the negativity. You have to be positive and you have to keep your head in the game. I love that the clients that we have are solid clients. They they all tick that box. Right, right. Yeah. 
So specifically for Star Factory PR, you know, what are the, some of the benefits of hiring us specifically? You know, what stands out about us? Well, I touched on a little bit about that. I mean, I just wrapped up a 12-year gig with Exotica, the Exotica Expos. And over those 12 years, I've pitched and we've successfully had several clients that have signed at the main booth, the, the spotlight booth. You've signed there. Yeah. Going back from Evangelina back in like 2008 to, you know, uh, Jillian Jansen in 2021 or whatever. Brittany Amber signed there. Uh, Angela White signed there. Um, a lot of girls signed, who've been in our company have been pitched and successfully signed there. It's not the easiest thing to, to accomplish, but I have those inroads because I worked for the company. XRCO is another, like I said, I work for them. I, I'm the one who edits the, the presentation videos. I'm the one who's going to be there with the presenters at the show. I'm the one who uh, who's going to do the red carpet stuff. So, I mean, Star Factory PR, and a lot of this I credit to Mike Moss too, because when we first started, we knew what our goals were. It's to get in there and to hustle and to establish ourselves. And to do that, we had to get in with everybody. We're good with XBiz, we're good with AVM, we're good with XRCO, uh, Night Moves, everybody. If you know we need something from Night Moves, we can talk to Paul and Tracy. They know us. They know us from, like like I said, 2006, 2007. They know us. They know us as professionals. They know us we're not, we're not going to screw them over. We're going to try our best to get things done. Things may go sideways, of course, but we're doing our best to get things done. That's what you know when you're working with Star Factory, is that we're out there... And we have our connections and we're trying to do what's best for you. And like I said, uh, just like I said, for the example, for the Lexus Fox press release I just dropped, I wasn't there at the show. But I hit up one of the photographers that I know who's on site and I said, I need pictures of Alexis. Boom. They're in my email. That happens because I have a relationship that I've built up with this guy. When he goes to conventions or expos or whatever, I allow him access to our talent and in return, he makes sure that we get pictures. There's other girls who are not even our clients who are like saying, how did you get pictures? I'm like, because I am who I am. I have those contacts. And I work with these people so that, you know, they know I'm legit and they will get me what I need. And they know in return, they're going to get credit for it. Like Alexis makes sure to credit one of the photographer. And all of a sudden his stock gets boosted because all the other girls are saying, well, look, all the red carpet pictures are showing up, you know, professionally done. And that photographer was there on site at the red carpet getting that stuff done. Yeah, because, you know, I re I've had that relationship. That's what you get with Star Factory. You get 15 years of relationship that has been established because we've been doing it like since then. And some of the clients that do come to us and, you know, for me, I am the person really that sets up that sets up the interviews you know, they have a call sheet, it's all professional. They've got all the information, the time, the date, the contact information. I don't think anybody else does that. I don't think any other quote-unquote publicist actually, again, it, it kind of pisses me off in some some respect. I, I talk to other people. I mean, there's there's other publicists that we totally get along with. Like, I, I get along with Brian Gross. I get along with Adele. I get along with a lot of different people. We have these conversations, and, you know, it's like, it is what it is. I don't begrudge anybody from being out there and trying to make a buck. Not even talking about those people. I'm talking about, like, in general, people who call themselves publicists. I don't begrudge anybody from making a buck. We not, we're not trying to get every performer under the sun. Because, like I said, we take a limited amount. We're good. You know what I mean? That That's where we stop. We're talking to a company potentially who might come on board. We're even questioning if we could even dedicate enough time to do that because you have 
your stuff going on. I have my stuff going on. Aside from Star Factory, I'm trying to get a comic book out there You're, and uh, uh, some other media stuff. You got your other premium social media stuff going on. So we don't have enough time to dedicate. So we know what our threshold is and what how much money or how many clients we could take on at one time. I don't begrudge anybody for making a buck. It's it's tough for, for me to take other people seriously who haven't been there for so long and have worked and who strive to attain the level that we obtain. Because like, we work all the time to not only strengthen the connections we have, but build new connections. Like I'll, I'll go on the hunt looking for a new podcast, new people, new media outlets, because I know the adult industry media is shrinking. We're, you know, in the last two years, three of the photographers have died just from random things. No one's going to, no one's replacing them. In the last several years, media, adult entertainment blogs and websites have gone away and there's none replacing them. So I know one of the beneficial things about us is that we look outside of that and we look to, you know, different areas. It's tough because I see other people and I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why would you call yourself a publicist if all you're doing is just like throwing together a press release and doing some tweets? It's like you got to do better. But I mean, that's on them. I mean, that's on the clients that pay them. If, you know, if they're going to throw their money out like that, then that's up to them. But I would tell a, a potential, uh, I would tell talent in general, this is my, one of my tips is to do your homework. Find out who you're going to hire. What's the reputation like? Having the talent come to me and then be sending them a call shit and they're like, I've not heard one of these before. Well, even though we talked to one potential talent performer and you told her about the invoices and you're like, we have invoices that, and you, she's like, well, I don't even, I never had that from my other, you know, who I'm working with. Uh-huh. It was just like, give me money. <laughs> like, what, what kind of shady outfit are you running with, lady? Hey, give me the cash and if you can't pay this month, uh-huh. wink, wink. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that is not us. <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't leave the house. You're not going to get that from me. <laughs> <laughs> totally professional. So Brandon, let's talk about what are the, some of the things that you suggest talent should do to strengthen one's brand? This is going to suck for a lot of people, but I'll just say it like it is, as you say. How can you build your brand wearing other people's brands? And when I say that, I'll see girls wearing company logos, other adult sites, you should be wearing your stuff, your gear, unless you're working with them. I mean, if you're, you know, a browser's contract star, wear that stuff. If you're a flashlight girl, wear that stuff. If you're a Kiru girl, wear that stuff. But if you're doing it just because you want to be feel like part of something, then you, you're not doing it right. You need to be wearing your brand. You need to be putting out who you are to the people. My first tip is to know what your brand is. A lot of people don't know who that, what the hell that is. What is your brand? Well, I'm a performer. Well, yeah, you're in a sea of a thousand other girls. Well, I'm a content creator. You're in a sea of a million other girls. What makes you stand out and how are you going to make that happen? We had a lot of success with you initially because you came here. You were a hot British MILF. We didn't really have many of those, if at all. Then you started doing the cosplay stuff. We went to Comic Cons. And then you organically got into Funko Pops. And that opened you up to a whole new community. That's not exactly who you are now because everyone evolves and changes. And now you're more into, you know, your Disney life and... Swarovski Crystal. <laughs> yeah. Please, Swarovski Crystal. Yeah, but you're Disney still... figurines. I've still got the Funko Pops. Yeah, but you're still a MILF and you're still British. And <laughs> that's, that's yeah. But it's like Change. figuring out who you are. Like, there are some girls out there who are doing phenomenal with that. 
who, and the thing is, it has to be organic. Whatever you're trying to make your brand is, you have to make it real to who you are. You have to find out what's inside of you, turn the dial up to 11, and let everyone know that's who you are. And I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm a bad bitch. That doesn't fucking mean anything. A hundred girls can say that. You got to say who you are and where you're coming from and why fans and companies need to listen to you. It just, it, and it differs from, it, it's different for everybody. There's some girls who are completely different, and it, like, you're completely different from Alexis. Alexis is a totally different. Per- she's down to not that you're down to earth, but she's more. But you know, <laughs> I'm more of a queen. But she's more out there, and you, you like she'll. If you go on her Instagram, you'll see her hiking or stuff like that, going out there, more outdoorsy type, camping, you know, or whatever, taking all these wild pictures. And, you know, she's into the cannabis scene. She's a gardener. She grows stuff in her Yeah, she's, she's got a whole different vibe. I mean, superficially, you can say you're both MILFs, both beautiful women, both beautiful MILFs. But when you go beneath that, you're totally two different people. Like I said, with Brittany as well. It's like you guys are completely all different. You're all, well, Alexis isn't blonde anymore. But you're all beautiful women, but you're all separate. And you're, you all celebrate your own uniqueness. That's what your brand needs to be, is whoever you are, wherever you're listening to, you need to be unique and not try to follow what anybody else is doing. Take your own path. Look what's, look what is inside you that makes you unique and bring that out. You can't just be a hot chick on OnlyFans because you got a lot of competition. You need to stand out and make it special and promote yourself. Promote the fuck out of yourself. Not just here's my vagina, but here's who I am and here's my name. Like I said, you could go on Instagram stories and swipe through and you'll see a lot of cute girls, but you don't know who they are. It's like you need to promote yourself so everyone knows who you are. You need to hit up different places that you may not usually think of. Well, you know, if you're not on Reddit or, you know, people say, well, you TikTok, TikTok. But there's other places you need to be. Twitch. Um, you need to do streaming. You need to do all kinds of these things to establish yourself and keep it, like I said, the number one thing is keep it organic. Make it like real to who you are and keep in and promote yourself. So what should a content creator be doing right now? I think they should be making a plan of what they want to accomplish and what their goals are and start working backward on how they are going to accomplish those goals. Some girls don't care about awards. Now, I mean, it's getting harder and harder as premium social media sites are giving people the ability to make a lot of money. And they're more worried on that. They should be. They should be more focused on that. At the end of the day, an award is an award. But money in your bank is going to keep the roof over your head, keep your kids fed, keep your family fed, take care of your bills, pay your car, whatever. And to increase that revenue, it comes from branding and establishing yourself and making connections. So... Like I said, it's easy to say I want to be rich and famous. I've got that answer before when I've asked potential clients, what do you want? I want to be rich and famous. Okay, well, how are you going to get there? What are you going to do? So what should a content creator be doing right now? Start from where your goals, your eventual goals are. If you want to own a house in Ohio, then start working back from there. If you want to travel the world, start working back from there. How can you do it? Well, you can do it by premium social media sites. You can do it. How are you going to do it? It's like... Figure out what you want to accomplish and start working back from there. Also, another important facet is you need a team. You can't do this alone. The mental strain alone will make you jump off a cliff. And I'm not even being funny. It's tough. This is a tough gig. I just told you there are a million other girls out there who may be hotter than you, maybe not. 
But still, there's a million other girls. Different personalities, different things for different uh, viewers. It's a tough gig. You need somebody who's going to be on your side, not necessarily even a publicist, but just somebody who's on your side, who's going to give you positive information, who's going to help you get through things. May not be a significant other, maybe, but you need people who are going to, you can talk to, who you consult with. You know, there's people like D Siren out there who are doing their thing, who are available for talent to talk to and to mentor. The mentorship thing is, in general, is kind of tough because a lot of girls who are in the business, or there's some girls who are in the business who've been in it for about a week and all of a sudden they want to mentor other girls. But like Adi Siren's been around the business for 10 years. She knows the ins and outs. She'll tell you, this is what you need to do. Not necessarily on the ground career-wise, but like for your mental health. And that's kind of the important thing. So those are the two things I need. To, uh, I would tell somebody to work about, uh, to look at. What are your goals and build your team? And when it comes to the team, it's picking the right people as well. Yeah, so yeah that's it. That's exactly it. You, you know, there's a lot of fans that are willing to help. And, I, you know, I've been through this with fans that are helping. But sometimes I've had a really lot of help from really great fans. But occasionally there's one or two that slip in and they're detrimental. You know, I've, I, I remember one time I had a fan... And he was an admin on my YouTube and he was literally blocking all the people that we knew. <laughs> and I was kept complaining to YouTube and then I figured it out. I don't know whether he was sick or whether other people, something happened and I realized it was him that was blocking. So, you know, it's trying to find the right people to the team. People that are going to be trust, that are going to give you the right advice, that are not in it for themselves, that are there to help you. I mean, I'm not even trying to sell us because... Like I said, we're already close to being capacity, but you know, like us, we know you know someone could call you or someone needs to talk to me or whatever. Generally, I don't. I, you're the go-to person for that. But I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk to people too. But I mean, just the whole setup. You're you're a performer yourself. You're a content creator yourself. You know what some of these performers are going through. I I can't speak to that because I've never I haven't done that. But you can, and I think that's why it works so well with us. Is that if we have a client that says, this is a situation happened on set or if this is going to happen, whatever instance, you can speak to that type of thing. Conversely, if some, if we have a client that says, I need to go into a meeting and I need this to happen, I could give them the best advice or I could give them my best advice rather. So there's like, that's why we were able to work so well and our clients, like some of our clients will have an hour long conversation with about strategic things that they should be doing or and back and forth and those are conversations you're not having with them because you're doing other stuff and you can handle other types of uh, conversations with the clients so when people look for some when they're building their team they have to pick knowledgeable people who aren't going to take advantage of their their money and their time so where can everybody find you online if you want to see pictures of my animals and <laughs> my <laughs> kid uh, you can go uh, find me on instagram and twitter at, at monster pr M-O-N-S-T-A-R-P-R. Yeah, it's nothing very interesting. Well, I don't know if anyone will find that interesting. I find it very interesting. But business-wise, StarFactoryPR.com, Twitter and Instagram at StarFactoryPR. So StarFactoryPR.com and Twitter and Instagram at StarFactoryPR. I also got a comic book coming out hopefully this year. <laughs> Things has been taking a year to, to finish. But yeah, it'd be great if uh, y'all get out and support it. Where can they find more about your just comic book? at Monster PR. I'm just find it there. I'll be posting about something there. I'm pretty laid back about it. 
<laughs> just fine. Just go to add, just find me. Add me on Twitter. Add me on Instagram. You'll eventually hit something. Oh, thank you very much for stepping out of the man cave slash office to come into the kitchen to be interviewed by Tanya Tate for Milf's Making Money podcast. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tay Presents Milf's Making Money Podcast. And here is to a most amazing future together, full of positive energy and creating making money. You know, I love to listen to people that leave voice notes on my SpeakPipe voicemails. And I do encourage you, if you have some positive feedback or you have a question, a relevant question for Milf's Making Money Podcast, then you can send it to me on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. You can also tweet me on my social media, hashtag at Tanya Tate. You can tweet me at Tanya Tate Instagram post on my latest post at Tanya Tate XO on Instagram. My YouTube channel is Tanya Tate Tube. And of course, all of my premium links on my link tree. You can just Google link tree and my name Tanya Tate, it'll come up. Remember, if you think you're talking to me and you have an in-depth conversation and you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. So let's listen to one of the SpeakPipe voicemails I've been left. Hello, Tanya Tate. I've been trying to call you on your sex panther number, but you are not picking up my call. So I want you to DM me on my twitter account thank you wow wow okay dick vj is telling me that he's been trying to contact me on my sex panther okay well if you have been ringing me on my sex panther i do always pick up and if there's one reason because i can't pick up i will always send you a text back so if you go in and you register on the sex panther profile my sex panther is sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate. If you've physically gone to that website, you've registered on there, you've gone through and clicked the button to send a message directly to me or to click that call button or that video call button to connect to me via Sex Panther website, then you will get through to me. You know, I think that VJ is not even being on the Sex Panther website because otherwise I would have had loads of missed calls from him. So I don't DM anyone on Twitter. I mean, let's be honest, there's not enough time in my day. But if you do want to get through to me and you do want to call me, the only place is sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate. But thank you for following me on Twitter. You know, I really appreciate that. And I do, I love to get to know some of you a whole lot more. And that's where I do it. On my sex fans and on my OnlyFans, they're the places. And again, I want to thank you for all that support. You know, keep it coming in. I love hearing what you think about the show. And I'd love to get to know you better. And of course, if you want to keep following me on all of my premium social medias, OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate, SexPanther.com slash Tanya Tate. And of course, I'm on Twitter at Tanya Tate. I'm verified on Twitter. Instagram is Tanya Tate XO. 
my YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe, like, turn on your notifications, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube, and my link tree, just Google link tree, Tanya Tate, and you will find it on there. Now, I always love including a quote in my podcast because, you know, MILF's making money. It's all about making money and creativity and the things that we can do, but it's also about the way that your mind thinks. And I love to include a quote. And one of the people I'm very inspired from is John Gordon. He has his book, Stay Positive. And I love to pick it up and just randomly open it and see where it falls. And I've got one for today. He says, the greatest identity threat doesn't come from cyber criminals. It happens when you let what people say on social media define you. And that's exactly what we're saying in today's podcast get that positive energy, use that precious energy to propel yourself forward, take out of social media all the best positive things and then use it to propel yourself forward, you know, we don't have no time for gossip, we don't have no time for energy sucking vampires, use that precious energy to make yourself into that person you envisage yourself to be, define yourself Don't let others define you. This is Tanya Tate. Hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to MILF's Making Money. Picture yourself with the most amazing future. Remember, everything is possible. Use your precious energy to move forward. Now get out there and go build your bank.